0: Hey, Frank, how's it going? I'm doing great, Angelo. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. It's a beautiful sunny morning. We record Sunday mornings, and uh, Frank was commenting earlier that the weather is always really beautiful, sunny, and bright. And it just lets the imagination and creativity flow when you've got that kind of sunlight. Does it? I don't know, maybe.
1: I agree. Absolutely, it really gets me in the mood to talk about things that we've changed concretely in our ways of working.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice segue uh, that is I something that best. we were I do my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding uh that that was kind of what we're planning on talking about uh today we've We've talked a lot about you know, reviews that we do and tools that we use and, uh, software that we like and habits that we form and this and that. But, you know, what have you done that you've, uh, put into practice that's worked well for you and how has it worked well for you is, is something that we haven't really addressed. Um, and so it makes sense to do that, uh, I think as
1: a wrap on season one, episode 10. Uh Yeah. I kind of get out of the whole, like pie in the sky kind of high level concepts and really bring it down to, you know, what's really made a difference in like our, our day-to-day lives and what are we and quite honestly, I just want to know what are you proud of having implemented for yourself? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. Um, Well, for myself, uh, I've already talked a lot about how uh, I've implemented um, weekly retrospectives and daily planning from uh, more or less the All the Things course on the suite setup. Uh, I've been doing that, if I look back through my notebooks, I've been doing that since February of... 2018, so it's a little over a year today um, as we record. And that was something that I kicked off thinking would be worth trying, but probably wouldn't really work for me. One of the reasons that I uh, really wanted to try it was it looked like a pretty thorough approach to doing weekly reviews which i never was very good at you know i would open omnifocus which has this handy little review tab right and it'll show you all the pro uh, projects that um you haven't looked at in a week or so or you haven't marked as reviewed in you know by default one week And so you go through one at a time and you look at what are your next actions in that project? Has anything changed? Do you need to add anything? Do you need to drop the project altogether because it's no longer relevant? Whatever. Um, And you mark each project one after the other. Right. Now, this was the kind of thing where uh, it's taken from David Allen's getting things done methodology. And uh, there's more to it than just that. But as somebody that was like, oh, look, I'm just too busy to be getting things done. Uh, I really would take the bare minimum, which to me was like, oh, this is a, a screen in a in an app that I can look at and just, you know, check, uncheck, whatever, and be done with it in 10 minutes. Uh, and And that, I think, was leaving me... A little bit in the lurch with a lot of uh, projects of of mine, you know, I wasn't being very thoughtful and deliberate about things.
1: Yeah, I find it's really easy, especially with OmniFocus, to just, you know, hop into that review pane, and then just click like, reviewed, 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 you know, and you feel great about it at the end, because then you get this screen that says, hey, you've reviewed everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nothing left to review. And you feel great about yourself. It's like having, you know, inbox zero or whatever silly metric we want to, we want to add to, uh, you know, ascribe to our productivity. Uh, But at the end of the day, all you've done is check a bunch of boxes without really thinking. Right. If you're not approaching it in a thoughtful manner. So that's what I really liked about this All the Things course. There were um, a bunch of tools to explore that I wasn't really using. Um so that course combines using things as a task manager, which is a really nice app. Uh it's beautiful. It, yeah, it, there's um day 1 for journaling and there's a notebook and a pen for uh taking notes and doing all of your daily and weekly planning in. Hmm. And, you know, like, at first I was like, okay, you know what, maybe this will get me out of the um the habit of using this, you know, single screen in an app, uh, because I won't be using that app, you know, primarily. And this was around the same time as OmniFocus 3 was being slowly launched, mm-hmm. right? Um, and... I figured, okay, great. I will see what happens with the notebook. I don't know if I really want to deal with notebooks. It's always just paper lying around afterwards, you know, that what am I supposed to do with this, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and it was, you know, something that I wanted to try just because it would inject more deliberateness and more thoughtfulness into the way I do things.
1: Okay, so really, so you were coming from a place where you felt like like your weekly review wasn't serving you and wasn't just wasn't getting you, I guess, like the closure or the clarity that you wanted to get.
0: Absolutely. In fact, it was so bad that there were weeks where I just wouldn't do weekly reviews. I know it's it's a travesty. Like <laughs> I, I'm a bad person. Uh no, I'm not you know, like I just wanted someplace initially the great value for me with getting things done was just the ability to get things out of my head and put them somewhere yeah but the problem is turns out if you never go back to that thing right uh then it's not of any value uh it's not really adding much value because it's still something that is kind of living in the background but you're not doing anything about, Mm -hmm. you know? So, okay, you've gotten it out of your head and into an app or onto like a to-do list or whatever. And and then what, right? And that's the point of doing reviews and and planning and so on and so forth. Um, The other thing that I found was it was really just, um, I have a lot of ideas or things that I want to try. Uh, everything piques my curiosity. Literally everything piques my curiosity. Right? So when you have a very, very easy way, as I was saying uh, in the last episode, when you have a very easy way of like putting things into um, a to-do list, then you end up with that side project graveyard that we've talked about, mm-hmm. where all of these half-baked ideas or whatever are just kind of sitting there and, and nothing's happening. So. Uh, what I really liked about the um, the premise of the All the Things course is that it's like calm, focused productivity, right? Mm-hmm. Which I felt I was lacking. I was getting kind of stressed out about like, hey, uh, things aren't really progressing in any meaningful way. I, I am working my day job, and that's great, and that's going well. You know, I'm 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 effective there because, quite frankly, you have to be effective, right? Right, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but when it came to other things, other areas in my life, I wasn't making any progress, and I could feel that, and it was bothering me. Right, so focusing and 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 being approaching things in a calmer and more deliberate manner was what drew me to this course, uh, and it did make a difference. Like I cannot sell it enough that was a great course to go through but you also i think can always fall into the trap of like and therefore i got to use these productivity tools because that's what's going to make the difference and it isn't Mm -hmm. it really i want to be clear about this take the course for the concepts don't worry about the the tools that they use you you'll need a calendar you'll need a task manager and you'll need like probably a notebook you know
1: Right. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it's the concepts that are important, right? It's those, like, first principles of productivity, you know? Exactly. And
0: that's, I think, what I was lacking, you know? It was just another methodology to follow, but why are we following it?
1: Right. I think it's easy, it's easy to get into this stuff at, I guess, like, the tool level or, you know... I think, like, Sean Blanc talks about this, how people get into productivity and they look for, like, cool tricks, you know, in order to become more productive. Um, Life hacks. (laughs) Life hacks. Exactly. But as you get into it, you start to see, okay, there's really, like, a deeper thing going on here. And when you become more attuned to, you know, I guess your own emotions and your own feelings towards... The work that you're doing and and the things that you're setting yourself up for that's when you can really start to understand okay like what is the deeper meaning of these tools and really like what is their effect on how i get work done and how i don't know how do i make sure i get the right work done
0: Yeah, yeah that that that's exactly it uh if there's one thing over the last year uh, that I've really doubled down on it's doing the right work as you say and and that means saying no to a lot of things that I want to do that I really wanna do, mm-hmm. you know, but um I talked about it a little bit in another in a past episode, but just this idea of everything goes into the someday maybe list and until I find a spot for it in my schedule for you know the month the year the week whatever forget it you know as far as projects go um so i i think you know in the context of concrete changes that i've made uh doing that particular course and implementing a very deep uh like i spend about an hour and even then i'm kind of rushing through things, you know, but I spend about an hour every Sunday going through what I did over the last week. How did it go? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, what went well? What didn't go well? Uh, did I learn anything new? Whatever that might be. Did I, uh, want to focus on something for the coming week, you know? And that gives you a fair bit of, you know, just context on how, Your momentum is going. Then on top of that, look at five or six projects and identify where you're at with those projects. And the reason I say five or six projects is because if you think you can juggle much more than that, you're looking to burn out, you know? And so, you know, some of the projects that I'm looking at are things like, you know, getting fit. So I try and set a, you know, I I look at Mm -hmm. how did I do last week compared to the week before. It's nothing particularly big, but then there are other projects which are much more involved and much more sort of on in the timescale longer, Uh, like, you know, um, getting better at web development, right? I've always been more in native development. So what am I doing to, to improve on that? So, coming back and re- just writing a one or two sentence progress update on how you're doing there, and then looking at the week ahead, what's coming up, what meetings, and what are the top three things you want to get done. So, I've I've talked about this before. I won't recap much more than that, but that's been huge. Combined with you know the you know the weekly review in OmniFocus and mm-hmm. clearing the inbox and all that, that's been huge for for my own ability to, um, you know, just stay on top of things. And what I notice is that, yeah, I definitely will still kind of half-ass it sometimes. And if I do that too often in a row where I'm not being like really deliberate about it, my stress levels will rise because I, I lose track of where I am, where I'm going and, and what am I forgetting about that's going to, you know, bite me in the butt. Mm-hmm. So that's been pretty big for me.
1: Okay. And, and you find that between, say, now and where you were maybe a little over a year ago, you're making more meaningful progress on the things that you want.
0: There's that. But, you know, um, I think even bigger than that is that I generally feel calmer about things. Okay. I, I am typically a little bit of an anxious person. You know, uh, I just don't feel as worried about things about, uh, and and I can find focus more easily because I'm saying no to so many things that aren't really maybe interesting, but they're not important, right? You
1: know, oh, that's good because
0: yeah. I found some kind of focus for my effort.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll kind of echo what. Um, what you just said in that even for myself, like taking my weekly review more seriously has really like paid off over time. Um, like I find it's easy, like it's easy for the weekly review stuff to get, you know how actually David Allen, when he talks about weekly review, he says, get clear, get current, get creative, right? Right. So getting clear is, you know, emptying your inbox, getting things out of your head, just you know, making sure that everything is in the system. Um, Getting current means, you know, making sure that your projects are up to date and then getting creative is, I guess, like the planning for the future, whether that's like the next week, the next month, the next year. And even for myself, like I would do, like getting clear and getting current, very easy to do, you know, that's just going through the lists, saying like, oh, this is reviewed, this is reviewed. You know, you might tick off a few things that you didn't, like, that you didn't take off during the week, but, like, that stuff, um, that stuff I was really good at, at getting done. But, yeah, I kind of, I feel the same way as you, where, because I wasn't, let's say, getting creative, but because I wasn't, you know, going a little bit deeper and planning, I guess, what was going to be coming up. Uh, I guess it made it so like the weekly review didn't feel as important as it should be. And maybe it was less motivated to do it. Right, exactly. And really taking that part seriously, like really deliberately going into there thinking, okay, when I come out of this weekly review, I need to know what my my priority is for the next week. Or like, what am I trying to accomplish? Um, Going in with that frame of mind completely changed things for me. I thought it was a completely different game. So what I've always struggled with, I feel like I've
0: gotten a lot better with the getting current part. For me, like all of this, looking back on the past week and planning for the next week is very much about getting current. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I was not doing well. You're right that it's easy to do. You just have to put in the effort. And I'm doing that really well now with the... uh, with the approach that I was just describing, the getting creative part is still something that I struggle with. And I do find that I kind of like just, yeah, yeah, good enough, you know, when it comes to that part, because I never feel like, okay, well now, you know, on my weekly review project, I'm at the get creative part. Okay. Let me brainstorm. Right. No, that's, that's not how this works for me. Right. Um,
1: yeah. So I kind of feel yeah. the same way. Like it's it, it it's kind of weird when you're in a weekly review to say like, oh, you're looking at your someday maybe list and you're like, okay, now I'm going to go bungee jumping, right? Like yeah, exactly. What, so what happened between last week and this week to suddenly make it so like, oh yeah, bungee jumping is now like a priority? So how do you approach it on your side? For me, my filter for these things is um Horizons of focus. So, you know, like, what are the goals that you want to achieve in, like, three to six months? What are the goals that you want to achieve in one to two years? And going in with with these things in mind, I find it it really helps uh, prioritize, like, what you should be focusing on and what maybe you should be, you know, leaving aside for later. Um, Say, for example, you want to be closer to family. Like, say, you've been really busy, you've been, like, neglecting right. seeing your friends and your family. Um, well, if that is a concern to you, then when you go into your weekly review, you might be more uh, attuned to things like, oh, maybe a bungee jumping trip with uh, with some friends of mine would be great, you know? So that's that was another part of me kind of trying to, like, you know, hone in the weekly review and trying to really just make it work better for me. Right. I just want to get out of, like when I, when I finish my weekly review, I want to feel like I'm like Master and commander, right? Like in control of the, of the boat and heading in the at right least, direction.
0: At least for the next week. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying myself some time, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about, uh, like your process around um, weekly reviews, I have that as an OmniFocus project with three sub, three tasks with subtasks. This first task is this get clear thing with a bunch of stuff, get current with a bunch of stuff, and then get creative. Mm-hmm. And so what I have on the get creative, uh, there are three tasks. One is review my someday maybe list. And that, um, I look at whatever's in that single action list and anything that's you know um of interest or i have time for or whatever move it into like a time slot to work on schedule it you know and if not delete it if it's no longer of interest which i check off but i don't do as well as i should then is review kind of like my junk drawer in bear where i take notes and stuff i tag everything with like b i n q for brainstorming ideas, notes, and questions. And so maybe that'll be like an idea for a blog post or a podcast episode or whatever. And then I have one that's like, think, what ifs and why nots, right? Uh, And the note here is any new, wonderful, harebrained, creative, thought-provoking, risk-taking ideas to add into your system, which I think is lifted more or less directly from uh, David Allen's book. But the thing is, like, I check that off just kind of like to get it out of the way, mm-hmm. because those things, as I said, come up during the week, and so they either end up in my someday maybe list or they end up in my, uh, in in bear, you know. So, right. like, it's really, it's not about getting creative. It's about like, okay, all the creativity that, you know, you tapped into during the week. Go back and 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 reflect on it and see where it fits or if it fits. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So that's
0: been working well for me. And I, I think that, well, working well. It should work well. It could be better. Uh, because I spend, um, I would say, the bulk of my time still doing a lot of the getting current, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that I want to... You know, uh,
1: if I want to see what the next change is going to be, it's that. Right. So it's something you kind of want to explore more and get maybe a better feeling about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Fair enough. I think, you know, having those long term goals in the forefront of your mind, I think makes going through someday maybe. And, you know, it, it just makes that whole process. Uh, a lot easier and also a lot more um, it makes it a lot more valuable. I think so. Yeah. So, anyways, so I've been taking, like, weekly reviews seriously for, or I should say more seriously, for maybe a year and a bit. Um, Maybe a, a little less than a year. But, uh, yeah, and this has really paid off. This has helped me, like, it also helped me make decisions that I wouldn't otherwise have made. You know, things like right. like uh, ending my last development contract a little early in order to focus on other things. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that I'm, I'm really happy about that because it's provided me with more clarity on, you know, like what I want to do and what I want to accomplish. Instead of just getting stuck in the busy work, you know, and kind of like running on that treadmill?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) work will expand to fill all available time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, and, you know, any project will. So, uh, being able to, when you've got, you've said this a few times, and I I take it to heart that, like, once you have the goal in mind and some kind of measure of success, uh, you can very easily sort of. Sidestep the busy work for the more important work.
1: Hmm. And I think the second concrete thing that I've changed in the way that I work is um, I try and do like the most important thing first in my day. Uh, Like Brian Tracy calls this like eating the frog. Um, You know, you do like, like we all have these tasks that. I mean, should be easy enough to move along, but they're not because they're wrapped up in like all these emotions. You know, sometimes you have to deal with something that you don't like, or you know that you're going to let someone down. Um, Or maybe sometimes it's just, you know, it's just difficult or nasty and you just don't want to do it, right? Um, I feel like. Prioritizing those things early on in the day and just getting it over with has moved so many things forward that would otherwise be stuck. Um, That's
0: interesting,
1: particularly with accounting, but <laughs> <laughs> but but not only with accounting. But alas, uh, this has helped out so much, um, and now it's it's what I use for. Like getting writing done every morning, like now the first thing i I do is as I write in the morning because for me that is the most important thing for me to be doing right now, right, and and really, like if it's like seven thirty eight a m honestly, like everything else can wait
0: that yeah, sure, um you mentioned something about like. Uh, you know, doing it even though you might have uh, feelings where you're letting somebody down or whatever, right? One thing that I've noticed is I like to set the tasks that will develop momentum, you know, do Mm -hmm. those first. And certain things that will trigger kind of an, like I don't want to deal with it because I have to give someone bad news or whatever, Uh, if that doesn't go as well as I hope, it puts a damper on the rest of my day. Mm. So I totally understand the idea of eating the frog, you know, whatever. Uh, but at the same time. There's this, I feel like there's got to be a little bit of understanding of how that's going to affect your mood and and whatever, you know, without going too deep, deep because for sure, like you can, you can end up, uh, over analyzing all of the possible scenarios of you doing X first and Y second, and then you get nothing done. Right. But, uh, it's still, um, uh, Jocelyn in her reset course talks about kind of like the golden hours. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the idea of when are you most productive? When are you least productive? We talked about that a little bit in the uh, in episode three, right? With the working preferences. yeah. Uh, and sort of like, when do you need, do you get a second win? When do you get the second win? When do you need like physical activity? When do you, you know, like that kind of thing. Uh, and I feel like this kind of taps into that, right? Because you're at your peak at this point. So do the hard stuff
1: then. Right.
0: Maybe. I don't know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, Another thing that I've noticed, too, is that for a lot of these things um, that have, like, a lot of, I don't know, emotions wrapped up in them. And, you know, like, it just feels icky. You don't want to do it. Um, For the vast majority of these tasks, once they were done, I noticed, you know, that all of this stuff was in my own head. Yeah, I know. And that it really wasn't that big of a deal.
0: Yeah. I have so much to to say about procrastination Uh, oh my goodness do I have a lot to say about procrastination I can't pronounce the word but wow I have thoughts about it Um,
1: but but you're right it's always worse in your head oh yeah definitely and that that's like the one like if there is like one big concrete change that really made a difference it's this it's realizing that like these things that I don't want to do like dude it's all in your head. You're like, you know, overplaying these scenarios. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, get it over with. Right, right. Because with a lot of these things that we procrastinate on, they only get worse over time, right?
0: Yeah, and and this is where... Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I wasn't being very good about weekly reviews. Because I keep seeing that coming up. And punting it again mm-hmm. and punting it again and if it's in the back of my head and i'm ignoring it it's one thing but when i'm actively saying eh, maybe next week maybe the week after maybe the week after that uh you feel so much worse yeah. about it so well you you could either do the thing or you could just stop doing the weekly reviews <laughs> and the you know the path of least resistance is not doing the weekly reviews uh and and as i said that just kind of started to snowball the stress levels because uh i didn't know where i was anymore or where i was going so on top of like um still having to deal with that anxiety in the back of my head i also had the problem of like and now everything else is going to hell right, right? so
1: yeah and we talk about this often right the whole uh, like the 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 introspection part of like the weekly review, you know, like how do you feel yeah. about these things? Um Yeah, exactly. And that's another reason why it's super important, you know? Because our our feelings tell a lot, like they they tell us a lot about what's most important to get done. And I yeah, think like being exactly. in tune with that is uh is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um I think
0: the other thing that's been really uh really useful for me has been actually using a notebook for everything. Mhm. Um I talked about this a little bit uh well, a lot and uh one of the biggest takeaways for me from that all the things course has been just write stuff down. Um and uh the course suggests doing your writing up your weekly reviews in day one, which is nice. Cause you get like a, you can set like a reminder to prompt you with a, like a template that you fill out. And great it's, it's great. Like mm-hmm. day one is a wonderful app, but okay. A couple of things. One, I really like, writing the the physical act of writing and um people comment on my handwriting because it's you know like I write in cursive and and I don't know apparently it looks interesting I don't know there's something interesting about seeing beautiful well I I wouldn't go that far but at the very least it's um there's something appealing to like the flow of the word on a page you know mm-hmm. it's why we like uh, or not everyone. Uh, but, you know, people that are into typography are really into typography. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, So I like the physical act of writing something down, you know? Um, but also, there is something to be said with, like, activating both the linguistic and the motor sections of the brain and making them work in conjunction to write down an idea, uh, which apparently will burn that into your memory a little bit better. So, uh, I writing things out by hand and like uh, just having a notebook with me at all times, well, I have several notebooks, but uh, th- there's always something that I can write on, mm-hmm. on my person, uh, has helped me remember things better in the short term, at least. Oh, that's good. The kicker here, though, is that I lose the power of search, right? Like, if I want to, oh yeah, I know, I was thinking about uh, working on this, uh, and I wrote down there there was a great sort of phrase that I wrote down. Let me search through fourteen notebooks to find it, right? Yeah. Ugh, that becomes um, I'm not clear on how to like optimize that compromise, you know? Like, if we want to come up with a, a really nice rhyming time ta- tag phrase there is like, how do you optimize that compromise? Um it's it, it really is, you know, certainly helping my uh, ability to take on cognitive load, I find. Mm-hmm. But uh then I I lose searchability. I lose, you know um yeah, so yeah. I, I, I haven't found a good way to balance that out.
1: That's okay. Maybe next year when we redo this episode. Yeah right. <laughs> we can come back to this. Uh, we can come back to this topic. Well, you know, it's
0: um... see, I forgot what I was going to say, so it doesn't matter. Never uh, mind. There we go. No, no, that was just a bad segue. Have you tried the uh, sort of hybrid
1: productivity approach? Uh, funny you ask, Angelo. Uh, actually, yeah, I've. So after the last recording, I. Bought the course, went through the videos, and... Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I am going through it, and uh, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, so far, I really like it. Um, I haven't quite settled on the right format yet for, like, that works for me. Um, right. But, yeah, like, I've always been stuck kind of in this weird rut where like you know when people talk about like you know just always being busy um yeah especially with task managers i think it's easy to fall into the trap of you know doing the things that are easy to check off right Mm -hmm. because you get that little like dopamine hit and it it kind of really hit home like a a few weeks ago maybe where i really realized okay like i'm i'm not maybe i'm not focusing on the right things as much as i should you know and maybe I'm right. I'm like replanning too often, so now I'm trying to take like a more deliberate, you know, plan the work and then work the plan type of approach to kind of you know push. Right. Say for example, push OmniFocus aside um, during the day and kind of like work off of only like the things that I've taken out of it, you know. Right. So so far, it's a little
0: scary to do that.
1: Uh yeah it is. It is for sure. But I mean it's always there if I need it. But you know, it's just like taking a deliberate approach to only focusing on the things that, you know, past Frank told me I should be focusing on. And that's been going well so far. Cool. Uh I'm still working it in. So, you know, maybe we can we can come back to this in a few months and see if it's stuck. Yeah, for sure. But uh yeah, so that's that's one thing that um that's one of the things that I'm trying to like kind of tweak in my system cuz I'm like always tweaking these things trying to see like you know what what's working for me and what doesn't. Um and another thing I'd like to add is I'm also like really so this is this is a new thing but I'm really interested in what people call like personal knowledge management systems.
0: Okay. Um, that kind of sounds like given what I was just saying about not being able to search for notes uh that that kind of sounds right up my alley to to explore as well so uh, tell me more in. about this
1: uh essentially um this is usually a tool for um writers uh academics also mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. this is mostly seen in academia actually um but essentially it's about like kind of codifying the information that you take in and relating it to information right. that you already have cuz you're never going to be able to hold everything in your head right no, of course not so Like, being an expert is not about, you know, having all of this knowledge inside your brain, right? It's about having access to the right knowledge at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is, so there are a few ways to do this. I think the most popular, or at least like the longest living system is called like the Zettelkasten. It's, uh, It's a German word. Um, Really? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) Of course It means Slipbox And essentially it's pioneered by a German sociologist Um, And essentially what he did Is that he would write little index cards Um, Right Well he would take notes as he would read And then from his notes he would write little index cards Kind of like codifying the different uh, Okay Like the different concepts and stuff And then like he would use those index cards And relate them to each other uh, and then over time, you end up with, like, this vast kind of, well, in his case, a vast, like, slip box, right, of cards and, like, their interrelation to other cards. um, And, like, and with this, you can kind of see, like, the, like, different strings of, or, like, different threads right. of information that often end up spanning different topic because the idea Mm -hmm. is not just to write down what you read the idea is to kind of rewrite what the author is saying in your own words and kind of relate that to what's already in the slip box yeah so you essentially end up with like this this giant web of like interconnected notes and then for writers, for example, what becomes interesting is that you take one of those threads, right? So say you have, like, a long branching thread that you think is interesting. You can just pull that out and write about that, you know? And then usually you'll have, like, your arguments in there and, like, supporting theories and yeah, all kinds of stuff. I find this absolutely fascinating. Um, and I'm surprised that it took so long for me to kind of, like, really, like, dive deep into this. But, uh I'm really excited about this right now. I'm reading a book called uh, "How to Take Smart Notes," right? And uh, it's funny because he talks very little about <laughs> about like the how, but he talks a lot more about the why and kind of like our cognitive biases on on learning and note taking. It's it's a fascinating, fascinating little book. Um,
0: yeah, let's add it to the show notes. Let's just to be sure. Yeah. It almost sounds kinda like a personal wiki in a sort in a in a sense. Yeah. But it also makes me think of um are you familiar with Scrivener?
1: It's yes, an I have. app by yeah.
0: Literature and Latte Latte. So they have like this whole idea of like index cards that you kinda link from one one topic to another, though it's much more related to like if I've understood it correctly, um kinda either character based or chapter based mm-hmm. notes that you're taking you know but nonetheless something uh that seems to follow that idea um i there's one um uh one person on microblog that i follow named jack uh not that jack on twitter who is pretty um interested in the idea of a personal wiki and uses uh, software called TiddlyWiki, which I'll add to the show notes, um, which I've not really had the chance to explore, but seems kind of interesting. It's, uh, and, and their their tag is, uh, have you ever had the feeling that your head is not quite big enough to hold everything you need to remember? Welcome to TiddlyWiki, a unique nonlinear notebook for capturing, organizing, and sharing complex information. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm...
1: A non-linear
0: personal web notebook
1: sounds pretty interesting to me. That that sounds that sounds exactly like what we need, <laughs> or at least what I <laughs> yeah. need.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it it does seem interesting, you know, um, and it really looks like it's the kind of thing that's available everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. um, like across several platforms. And that's one of those things where, where if you're trying to do this electronically. Uh, it needs to be easy to get things into it from anywhere, you know?
1: For sure. Absolutely. Um, but I think, like, what my my sort of hang-up right now on this whole, like, Zettelkasten thing is that it adds, <laughs> like, an extra layer of processing. So, say, if you're reading a book um, and taking notes, then, you you know, afterwards, you need to go back to your notes, process them, and kind of, you know, take the stuff and put it in. And, well, I mean that's you know, it's I'm I'm sure it's valuable, but it's still, you know, another thing to do. So, but
0: that's kind of like when we were talking about our annual reviews, that's exactly what you were saying you do, right? At the end of the day, and that you found huge benefit from looking back over the last year. Um sort of compiling it into a compendium of this is what happened and this is where I would like to go from here was very valuable. I find that to be like doing it on a weekly basis to be quite useful. And I get what you're saying about the idea of it being an extra, yeah, like almost a duplication of effort. You're right. Maybe it's worth that extra time.
1: Oh, like Do you know um, what I mean? Sure, yeah. Like that's a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um like uh maybe maybe we need to get better about celebrating when something requires an extra bit of effort. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Instead of like this drive to always look for the easy way.
1: Yeah. These for life sure. hacks, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> I mean um, that like that's a thing. Like I'm sure it's valuable. Like to me. there's no question like there's like plenty of academics do this um and they write you know they they're able to produce like an incredible body of work that you know helps propel them and their academic careers and like to me like there's no doubt like this is worth it but much you know much like anything that's worth it there's always like this startup cost until it starts paying back yeah. <laughs> I recommend
0: you go back and listen to season 1 episode 2. It was a an episode on habits. Perhaps <laughs> this is a habit yeah. you could form.
1: But yeah, so you know, working up that motivation is sometimes difficult.
0: It absolutely is. Uh, I I know. I'm obviously being a little bit facetious, but I think that um Yeah, I don't know. There's just this. We're all so busy, uh, but are we spending our time and and effort on the right things is always Mm. the question. Uh, And it's not a question we ask often enough because we don't slow down to ask it, you know. So I think that's the, uh, the value behind celebrating things that take a little longer to do. You know, for sure. Just the fact that, you know, taking notes while you read something, um, that's something that I've only recently started doing. And there's a whole like uh, subculture of folks who are, you know, into like marginalia and like notes that are taken in books and they take like they they post screenshots of it and stuff and it's fascinating it's so oh, cool wow. to, to see I never,
1: uh, yeah, yeah, never yeah yeah yeah
0: it. it's really neat it's really neat um but uh, just taking notes now as i read means that it takes me a lot longer to get through a let's mm. say a book right but i also feel that i get more out of that book you know because again like i was saying writing the act of writing a thing down commits it to memory a little bit better. And I, I won't remember where I read or heard the thing, but it's something that I've now internalized and can act upon in some ways, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that is very valuable.
1: Interesting. Well, I'm going to be diving into this a little more. It's kind of come to the forefront of my mind because I'm doing more writing now. And uh, I kind of want to, you know, set myself up for the long haul. So, yeah, uh, definitely. I'll definitely I'll report back with my findings.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think that it's something that I'm, you know, going to start exploring as well, just uh, to see about how I I better integrate personal knowledge with personal search. You know. Mm.
1: Alright, so for the show notes, there's um there's a great blog called zettelkasten.de. We'll add that okay. there. And yeah. Uh, and uh, our listeners can check it out. Maybe it's something that can work for them.
0: And you know what? Um we uh we actually have an email address, hello at makebeforebreak.com. If you have anything that you're either Re- you've recently changed and are trying out or you're looking to change in how you work uh send us an email let us know
1: yeah we'd love to hear about it and maybe even uh, you know talk about it on a future episode yeah.
0: yeah and so that about wraps up season 1 of make before break thank you all for listening uh we're going to be coming back with season 2 we're uh not quite sure what that's going to look like yet but this has been a Bit of a beta test, and we're looking forward to chatting with you some more.
1: Goodbye, super friends.
0: Have a great one.